Every Wednesday, we have the pleasure of talking to the Hall of Famer, the legendary voice of the Suns, Al McCoy, who joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Al. Well, good morning, gentlemen. It's uh, a special day, a special night, because the Boston Celtics are in town, and uh, that always makes us kind of something special. Yeah, especially when they're playing as well as they are. And we'll get to Boston. I wanted to ask you about what's transpired recently with the Suns, Al. And we all know, we've watched this game long enough to know that over the course of 82 games, even the best teams in the NBA are going to have those stinker nights, those nights that you just can't explain why things happen the way they did. And one of those occurred for the Suns the other night in Dallas against the Mavericks. And I think if it's any other team that that um, occurs against, Al, we're probably not putting any stock into it. But because it's Dallas and because of that playoff exit, I think it's got some people worried. Where, where is your concern level from that game? Well, let's start with the fact that for some reason, uh, this uh, just exactly what you're describing is happening around the NBA on a very, uh, very uh, real situation. I mean, almost uh, every night when we pick up the scores of other games, we'll see where some team that hasn't won hardly any games has gone into Milwaukee and got a win. Mm-hmm. Or we've seen where a Houston team that surprised the Suns that goes into Philadelphia and gets a win. And uh, it, it just seems to be a kind of commonplace around the NBA. And it's become more apparent in recent years. I don't know why, uh, because I don't want to get into this, but as you know, when I go back and I start in the NBA, players are playing four games and four nights mm-hmm. and, and traveling in cars and cabs <laughs> and buses and whatever, and uh, seem to be playing every night. But for some reason, this seems to happen, that just on certain nights, players just uh, don't reach their peak. Okay, now let's get to the Suns and to uh, Dallas. You have to credit Jay- Jason Kidd a little bit because he kind of has the number of the Suns. He knows how to play them and play them well, and he's shown that. But the other strong thing that we have to mention is the injuries are starting to catch up with the Suns. I mean, your bench is going to come in and be helpful, but you can't uh, bank on that or plan on that every game. It just isn't going to happen. The Suns have had some games where the bench, the second unit, has come in and really save the day, but you can't plan on that. And right now, with three starters out, it's starting to catch up with them. Well, speaking of that, Al, Chris Paul and Torrey Craig are both questionable tonight for the Celtics game. We don't know if they're going to play. So, Al, let me just give you a broad question here. If and when Chris Paul gets back into that lineup, what do you think that will mean? Big picture for the Suns in terms of expectations early on, Chris's minutes, uh, the emotional lift, if you will. Getting Chris Paul back and starting to play as a whole again for the Phoenix Suns to get their leader back at point guard. Well, Tim, as you mentioned, it'll be a big emotional lift, no question about it. It means that uh, he will be there to run the offense, to keep the ball moving, to keep the offense moving, uh, to uh, hit a shot when it's needed. Uh, It's just going to give them that confidence factor that is kind of slipping a little bit and uh, certainly is going to help them uh, in the the guard department because, uh, let's face it, Cameron Payne has been forced to play a lot of minutes. We talked about that second unit. Uh, I mean, they're going to help you some nights, but not every night. But hopefully Chris Paul will come back as CP3, as he normally is, and uh, pick things up. 
That's certainly the plan. But when? I mean, you know, how, how long can we keep asking when is Chris Paul going to be back? Uh, I don't know. It's wait and see time. <laughs> yep. Al McCoy uh, joins us every Wednesday here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. You mentioned uh, campaign and, and how he's played more minutes, certainly uh, averaging 31 and a half minutes in the 14 starts he's made in Chris Paul's absence. But Tim and I were talking about this earlier. I'm hoping, and I, I really think it's possible, Al, that one of the benefits of this prolonged absence from Chris Paul is that the confidence level of, of Cameron Payne is built back up. You know, two years ago when the Suns went to the finals, he was very instrumental in that. Last year, I don't think he played with the same efficiency and effectiveness, but he was very good in that starting role. Uh, what can you say about the play of campaign in the absence of Chris Paul? Well, that's a very good point, and I, I would agree wholeheartedly. And I think he's done a tremendous job. And uh, I think it is only going to strengthen his game overall. I, I would agree entirely with you. Again, I go back to the fact that uh, you just can't depend on your second unit every night. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Suns have had to do, missing uh and now Tory Craig on that list also missing these players. There are going to be nights when you're going to look out and uh, Darren Lee's going to come in and knock down threes like he's crazy and other people <laughs> are going to come in and step up. But you can't just depend on that second unit to do it every night. If they were doing it every night, they'd be starters. And uh, as I said, things have kind of started to catch up with the Suns over the last 10 days, I think, because of that. Al, uh, in addition to the play of Cameron Payne during this stretch, how encouraged have you been out of the play of DeAndre Ayton during this stretch? Western Conference Player of the Week for the first time in his career. Had a little bit of a hiccup against the Rockets in that home loss, but some of the numbers he's been putting up have just been tremendous. But it goes beyond the numbers. I think the force in which he has asserted himself offensively has been very impressive for D.A., Well, you know, Tim, I feel strongly about D.A. that he's a contributor. I always like to see him be a bigger contributor, but he has to get the basketball. Now, I was concerned in the Dallas game that uh, the Suns going in knew they had a presence inside with DeAndre Ayton that would be very difficult for Dallas to match up with. And they went to him early and then forgot about him. He has to get the basketball to be effective. Now, he'll do other things. Uh, he'll uh, follow up shots. He'll get some rebounds. He'll uh, play some defense. But uh, when you have him uh, with a matchup in your favor, you've got to get him the basketball. And uh, I, I thought for some reason in the Dallas game they did it early and then uh, just kind of forgot about it. Yep. Al McCoy, a Hall of Famer. Joins us every Wednesday to talk Suns basketball here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Before we let you go, Al, wanna, uh, you kind of went back and talked about what the conditions were like uh, earlier in, in the NBA and four games in four days and all of those things. And you could count on what players were going to be on the court from night to night. Things have changed in a big way, but they haven't changed totally. And I'm I'm pointing at Mikel Bridges, who's you know the iron, the current Iron Man of the NBA. And when he got banged up and banged up that knee, and I think it was at the, the tail end of the Houston game, I had fears that, uh-oh, this doesn't look good for Mikel Bridges. Maybe he'll finally break that streak. He doesn't, not, not only does he not miss any time, but he plays with the same effectiveness. For somebody like you, how much do you appreciate the mindset uh, and the availability of Mikel Bridges in 2022? Well, he, he's special. 
He's special. No mistake about it. Uh, look what he did for Villanova. He's done the same thing since he's been in the NBA. He's just like to have a lot more like him. But he, he is a contributor. Uh, I think uh, now they're calling on him to score more, and I think he stepped up in that role. But uh, he's uh, he's a savior, and uh, he's just a great great competitor, a great player, great person. Hey, Al, real quick before we let you go, whenever these Suns play the Celtics, you're, you're one of a handful of people on the planet qualified to answer this. Do your <laughs> thoughts ever drift back to 1976 when the Suns play the you Celtics? You better believe it. Yeah. From the opening tip on. And what are those no thoughts? No about it. What are those thoughts, Al? Give me a story. <laughs> well, you know the, the age-old story. Uh, when we went to to Boston uh, for that uh, big game that turned into the triple overtime game, I got to my broadcast location at the old Boston Garden and found out that they had sold the seats around my broadcast location <laughs> to fans. And uh, when the game started, these three young men came in and they had uh, – their six packs of beer, their bottles of wine, their chips and dip, and they were having a real party. Oh, man. And sitting right next to me doing the broadcast. And every time uh, Dave Cowens would hit a big shot or uh, one of the other players, I'd get a big elbow on my arm saying, how about that, sports fan? Well, uh, when uh, Gar Hurd hit the shot, hit around the world, the guy jumped up and passed out on my lap. And uh, that was the story in Boston Garden. I realized then that this play-by-play job in the NBA was going to be a little more dangerous than when I took it on. Oh, wow. Man, that is great. And what was the approximate temperature in the garden that night, Al? Uh, well, it was very warm because it was an unusual warm day yep. in Boston and uh, no air conditioning. So it was very uncomfortable, very hot, very, uh, very hot. I remember oh, reading man. the reports and watching that the, the rebroadcast of that game and they talked about how hot, how hot it was. That's a, such a great story. Al, you're the best, man. Thanks, Thanks so Al. much for uh, joining us. We'll see you out there tonight.